0: What's up, everybody? It's me. It's Radom. This week, I'm taking over the intro. Why? Because it's my week. But seriously, unfortunately, Aaron wasn't able to join us this week because of some other obligations he had with work and this and that. And I'm going to leave it to that because do you care about his life story? Maybe. Maybe you do. I'm not going to say you don't, but I don't think you do because that's not why you're here. You're here to meet your new favorite band. And I'm talking, of course, about Say What You Will. Some of my favorite people, uh, I was very, very ecstatic to get them on here and to talk to them and, you know, really catch up. You know, there's some, some good people that due to the pandemic and everything, we haven't really been able to get together or do shows or anything like that. So it was nice to, nice to catch up with some old friends. And I was really happy to catch up with Shane and Christine from Say What You Will. Um, they just put out relatively recently a new song called Chameleon, which is streaming on all of your favorite uh, streaming services. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. I'm sure if you ask your Alexa, she'll play her for you. I didn't say the name because I don't want to set mine off. Because I'm that kind of, you know, I'm that kind of guy. But anyway, um, you should also while you're there check out their 2019 release, Anything Everything. Both some fantastic songs like Summer Haze, Lake Zor, and Southbound. Some of my favorites. And yeah, with that all said, let's turn it over to Shane and Christine to tell you why Say What You Will is going to be your new favorite band. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam, and this is another episode of Nonsense Podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by Shane and Christine from a wonderful band from Connecticut called Say What You Will. And uh, they just put out a new song called Chameleon. It's a great song. But on top of that, they have a great work behind it that you should all go check out. So why don't you guys introduce yourself? Cool. Uh, I'm Shane. I play guitar and say what you will.
1: Hi, I'm Christine. I play bass and say what you will.
0: Awesome. So what do you guys, uh, what do you guys been up to with all of COVID and everything? Oh man, trying to
2: survive. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's been crazy. I don't know. It's, um, you know, the same old stuff, uh, working for myself. I am back to work thankfully, which is nice, but, um, it's, it's crazy out there. You gotta be super careful of that new normal we're all dealing with.
0: Right. it's the, it's the fun stuff, mass sanitizer. Oh, yeah. So many people allowed. Oh yeah, absolutely. How about you, Christine?
1: I'm just working from home. I don't really see many people. (laughs) I don't go outside. Um, But since I can work from home, that's good. So I still have my job, which is nice. Uh, So my routine's kind of the same, except I'm not running around to different states playing shows every day.
0: The one thing that everyone's like, oh, I miss. Like we saw somebody post something today from a show we played in Philly, and I was like, I want to. Yeah, it's the
2: dude opening time hop is like one of the most depressing things Just like all the shows that I've played and everything like that, it's like, it's miserable.
0: Well, I saw, uh, who was it? I think it was like Hold Close. They were getting like a bunch of flack because they played a show like last week.
2: Yeah, was it them? I saw something. I didn't, honestly, I wasn't, I can't remember who it was, but I definitely saw something. then they had a, if it was them, uh, this band I'm thinking of posted the next day apologizing for playing the show or whatever it was. But yeah, what did
0: you, like, did a lot of people go out to that or? I don't really know much about it. I just saw, like, the apology, and I started, like, looking into it. I was like, well, I mean, you're kind of dumb to put yourself in this position to begin with.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, we all want to play so bad, but you got to be careful. got to be safe. I mean, it's, you know, even if we ourselves as performers didn't get it, you're risking anybody else who goes out and all that kind of stuff. It's just not worth it right now.
0: Right. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, we all all miss it. We're all trying to get back to it. And the longer we, like, do what we need to do, the quicker we get back to it. So, absolutely. Yeah, I was talking to Christine before our last show
2: was last November,
1: November fourteenth uh, with Yeah
2: Peter Strong. So it's I, been. I remember that show. I was there. You were there. That's right. It's been a while, man. I can't believe it's literally been over a year. We you guys lost your drummer after that show, right? Yeah, that was his final show with us. Um, and then we got Chris back, who was our original drummer uh, when we first started, which has been awesome. Uh, but by the time he you know got up to speed with all the songs that he wasn't around for. COVID was full force going strong and it just kind of ruined everything from there. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. so I remember like we were trying to like coincide, like getting some shows together and we're like April or this time and then COVID boom, everything yeah, just shut right down. It's miserable. We were Have ready. You guys to... gotten together at all?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christine, when did, it was like, what When's the, I don't know when the last time um, was we even practiced. It was but... a few
1: times over the summer. Um, and then I think the last was either September or October. We did like one last practice and then yeah. quarantine again.
2: Yeah, we um all the places that we typically would go to practice around here, unfortunately, shut down permanently because of covid. Uh, so there was a, uh, a place that we played a little bar called Cafe Nine in New Haven, and we've played it once or twice. And uh, one of our friends sent us a flyer from them saying, since it's just a bar, they don't serve food or anything, so they were letting bands come in and rehearse there. So you could just kind of like book the stage, go in for whatever set time that you needed and they'd let you rehearse. They give you the full PA and all that stuff. So it was working out pretty good, but
0: then the numbers just kept kind of going up again and we just wanted to play it super safe. Yeah, we, we've been fortunate that we have like this giant uh, garage we practice. in, it's like we can all keep like our distance from each other and everything. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. It's, it's, I definitely can, you know, it's, it's, it's nice in the security of like not having to go find a place, but it's nice that you guys were able to find a place. Yeah. I mean, it's, I like it there. I thought it was,
2: it's a fun place. I'm, I kind of feel bad we haven't been able to go there since, but I mean, again, they, I'm sure they've been experiencing a lot of bands kind of dropping off just because of everything. But we got lucky because if that didn't exist, I don't, we didn't really have ideas. We were just kind of stuck in limbo at that
0: point. Right. So yeah. when you guys were there, did, oh, what were we going to
1: say? I was just going to say we probably would have figured something out.
0: We'd, yeah.
1: We normally do. That's how it goes. We get lucky. Like
0: the music like musicians <laughs> in general is like, "Oh, it's not going to work. Don't worry. We'll figure it out." Okay, we got God. it. Like I feel like the be musician that has to be your philosophy is like, oh, we'll make it work." Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so when you guys were there, is that where you started writing Chameleon or how did how did you guys get uh, all that going and everything?
1: we actually had all of that stuff ready to go. We were gonna record with um, Chris Paquette again in was that July
2: yeah um I or think August. it was it was I think it was August we were supposed to go in August and then uh what was it The like the day before we were oh, supposed yeah. to go yep yeah, yeah the day before um Rhode Island got put on the naughty list so we weren't able to to go there and we we had to push it back and forge until this coming summer so yeah.
0: Yeah, but we we've, still we've, got
1: to record it. Uh, our old drummer, Chris Kallionitis, he actually did the recording for Chameleon.
0: So did you record with him and then send it out for like mix and mastering kind of deal? Or did you do it all through Chris? Oh, that we, was all through Chris, yeah.
1: Chris K, he yep. did it all, yep.
0: Well, yeah, it's, he did a great job with it. I liked it a lot. It sounded really good. He's going to be very happy to hear that because yeah. he, he
2: takes a lot of pride in it. He's been working really hard um, he worked at a studio in Hartford, Connecticut for an, a while. Um, he's met up with so many different people over the years, just trying to kind of, you know, learn a little bit from everybody. And he's come such a far away. He's always been into recording, but, uh, this time around, I mean, it, it's just, you can tell he's, it's his job at this point. He loves doing what he does. Um, and we're so fortunate to have him back as the drummer, let alone be able to hook us up with some production here and there. Uh, especially when times are tough like this, where we can't go see
0: Paquette. So it, we got very, very lucky with this one. He killed it. Yeah, we've been trying. We've been talking with Chris because we, we record with them too. So we've been trying to like get back over and figure stuff out. And it's just, especially in New York, it's oh, yeah. super hard to get out. And yeah, stuff like that. Because you know, like right now we were we were talking about doing some stuff maybe a little late, later in the winter. And it's just, I I was telling him today, I was like, it, it really just depends on what Cuomo decides. You know. Yeah. One day it's. it's okay and the next he's like i think i'm gonna shut we really just don't know and it's just so hard yeah it's the back and forth and
2: just the unknown part of it is like you can't plan anything
0: right 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 right
2: so when you guys i'm sorry i was gonna say christine when did we look at chameleon the first time like how long ago was that
1: oh god i don't even remember i want to say january
2: all right, yeah, that that makes because
1: I don't yeah. think Chuck was involved with Chameleon.
2: No, I think that was after he had stepped away.
1: Yeah, so it was either yeah. December or January.
0: Yeah, so it's been around for a while. Yeah. Nice. So, how do you guys go about your songwriting process? Like, do you all collectively come in with your parts, or do you like just one of you guys like really like take a lead or something like that?
2: Uh, It's really, Ethan does a lot as far as um, coming up with everything from scratch for the most part. Uh, Typically speaking, and it's not always like this, but either I'll come up with like a part and then we kind of elaborate on it, Uh, but more so in, I guess, for some more recent songs and a lot from the last EP, he would come up with an acoustic version of a song. He'd send it to me. I would kind of full bandify it, if you will, send it out to everybody. And then everyone kind of comes up with their own parts that fit into the rhythm of, you know, what, what I kind of come up with for the rhythm, um, full band version. And then, you know, I do basic crappy drums, you know, and then whoever drummer, whatever drummer we would have had at the time. And now Chris would just kind of listen to it, figure out some good parts. Christine lays down some cool bass stuff and we just kind of go from there. But it, it typically starts with Ethan on acoustic.
0: It's actually, it's, it's, that's cool actually to hear. Cause I remember I was reading a long time ago that, uh, Jesse Lacey with uh, a brand new, mm-hmm. That's how he did everything. He brought it acoustic first, and then they full bandified it and everything.
1: Isn't that how the early November does it too? I think they
0: probably do. I don't know, but they probably do.
1: I feel like I think it's a great way to do it. Yeah,
0: I think it's a great way to do it because you really like. I know for like for me especially as like a singer, it's nice because you can hear everything so clearly. Yeah, notes like what's being played. Like you kind of can really. It's it's a little more mellow. Mm -hmm. You can really just think things out more.
2: I like it because it, at least that way we can hear what it sounds like originally and make sure that if there's a certain, you know, vocal phrase, or if there's a certain part of the song that has an emotion behind it, we're able to kind of keep that moving forward and we don't, you know, step on its toes, so to speak. Exactly. And it just, you know, we're able to kind of form it around the, I guess the overall vibe or the feel of the song and just make it stay that way from when it's created all the way to when we actually record it all together.
0: Nice. I like that. It's a, it's a cool, it's a cool process. And it's also too, like it still includes everybody in it, which is it's, nice the way you guys are doing it. It's
2: ridiculously challenging. It's like I struggle with it a lot because his songs sound so awesome acoustic and uh, and 90% of the time. I'm like, I don't know if we can make this full band. Cause it just sounds so good as it is. He put so much into it. And then we always find a way, obviously, like we said before, always looking for a way to solve problems, but it's, they're just so good sometimes from the get-go. it's like I don't want to ruin it and it's just it's a challenge
0: he he has such a good voice too that it just it fits especially I can see like I've seen you guys acoustic and I've seen you full band and it just it fits both so well he's such a good voice
1: and oh, yeah he does I like his voice a lot I remember <laughs> when we started uh Shane and I were in another band that disbanded and he contacted me and Chris and he wanted to get this project together and he sent me um a track of ethan singing within 30 seconds i was like yep i'm good i think he's amazing i'm all for having him in the band
0: yeah i mean so he does all the lyrics and everything too everything yeah Yeah. he's he's awesome he's got a great voice he's awesome to watch live and he's very good uh lyrics so you guys guys hit a gold mine
2: it's we're so lucky and it's just so funny because this is his first band he's never been part of another project aside from, you know, playing a couple like open mic nights and little things like that around town acoustically. Um, so it was just kind of funny. Like I I grew up knowing his brother pretty well. He has an older brother who plays drums and I grew up knowing him, um, through some friends and I always knew Ethan as like, you know, the little brother that would kind of hang out and stuff. And they're close in age, but still. Um, and I remember he came down one day when we were having a band practice for a band I was in many years ago and he sang uh OLOL oh, well, oh, well, by Mayday Parade and it was like this kid's good so it just kinda always stuck in the back of my mind, you know, if if the
0: opportunity ever did present itself, hit him up. That's awesome. It's awesome to hear too. Like it was somebody that you knew. Like it wasn't just, you know, like a Craigslist ad or anything like that. It was just It's I love I love hearing like organic stories like that. They're they're amazing. And I think too like they add like a little more to like the band itself and the songs and everything when you hear it's like people who knew each other got together it wasn't just i don't know it just it's it's me reading too far into things probably but
2: (laughs) no i mean it's um like your was saying the last band we were in we had a ton of fun with it but it just didn't it didn't pan out as we wanted it to and we you know we didn't want to stop playing um i mean i'm i'm old and i never want to stop playing still i'll be doing this forever and ever and ever as long as someone will pay attention to something that i write and put out there but um, yeah, to that. it's, it's just, just one of those things. I was like, I can't stop. And Christine agreed. And we both, you know, collectively came up with the idea to try this. And then, you know, Chris was on board with it, too. And Ethan actually lived in Florida at the time. And he literally just moved back the week we started talking about this. I believe I believe it was a week we started talking about this. Just perfect um, yeah. timing. It was literally one of my co-workers at the time. I was like, oh, dude, like we need a vocalist. I don't know anybody who's like hit up Ethan. I was like, he's in Florida. He's like, not anymore. So it just, it literally worked out
0: perfect. That's awesome to hear. And I, I, I like that you guys, you know, you went through, what, what was your other band that you guys were in? Yeah, it was the called worthwhile the Wor- fight. Yeah, Worthwhile Fight. It was a fun one. I think, I, I don't know why, but I might've heard that
2: name. We, I don't, we might've yeah. played a show together at some point. When, when, when were you doing Worthwhile Fight? Oh man, what? I don't even, I, I have the tour pass from the tour we did behind me. I could take a look and see. <laughs> I, mean, do you, I don't even remember. Like um,
1: 2016.
0: Oh yeah. We were definitely,
1: we started say what you will in 2016. And that was a couple months after the tour.
0: Yeah. So we okay. started, we were doing what we started one for the bridge in 2013, started doing shows in like 2014 so we okay. 100% probably crossed paths at some point. We had to have. I mean, we if you guys came through Connecticut, we
2: were like when the space was around, I'm pretty sure we were like the local band on the space for every pop punk show that came through. Yep. Or like one of the few that played every single show. Um I I think we definitely at some point had to have played together. There's no way that that we didn't you know play the same stage at some point,
0: either that or I saw you guys playing and like opening for somebody. Like, I know, I know the name, like, I've heard it. Did you? We played a house show in Wallingford, Connecticut. Oh, I don't
2: yeah. know, I had you guys probably, I don't think you were on that bill now that I think of I don't know, it was a crazy house show. I thought you guys might have been on it, but was no. it
0: acoustic or not? No, it was full. It
2: was the
1: first band, though, acoustic. It was they two might've. guys, right? It
2: was. Oh my god. It Lee it was League MVP was the one's putting okay. on the show. And were two acoustic guys. Guidelines. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no we played that. Okay, so all right. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, that was cool. And then who there was who else was there? That was a pretty decent show. There were some good... good We played players. we played at the League League MVP
0: house a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, we definitely had to have been at that one together then. Yeah, one one time. Actually, the last time we played there. This was in one for the Braves. Julian almost actually killed my guitar player at the time. Oh my God. He, he was diabetic. Oh. And no. Julian kept feeding him oh, Fireball. No. And it, like the next morning, I had to like take him to the hospital and everything.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. He's, some of those nights got wild.
0: Yeah. We're like all, he's like pouring Fireball down like all our throats between like songs and everything. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And like he kept doing it. I wasn't thinking anything of it. And the next morning, I'm like, you okay? He goes, nah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, all right. God. And I took him to the hospital and everything, everything was fine. And he was fine. But, it was it was still an interesting morning to wake up to.
2: That's scary when it's happening though.
0: Yeah, but oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's what not... I was gonna say is, you know, like when we when we finished one for the Braves, I don't know much about Avery, but for me especially, I was like, I don't know if I want to keep going. Like maybe, maybe I've reached my date and this and that. And then I started doing the stuff with real talk mm-hmm. and like totally like reinvigorated. Like, no, nah, I want to keep this going. And then Avery and I wrote a little bit more, and we got back and doing. Uh, what makes sense, and then we came back. So it was awesome to hear that, you know, you guys went through that, This uh, you were doing something, it was going well, and then you guys decided to stop, but you decided to keep going because you love what you're doing. And I love hearing those stories, especially when you come into a project that's doing so well.
2: Yeah, it's, um. I, I mean, I, I'd be a liar if I didn't say that's happened a couple times to me Um, with this project or other projects. I think it's just human nature of something, you know, someone leaves and a band member changes or something goes wrong and you just struggle to find a new person to fill that gap or whatever the case may be. It's, it's hard to, I think the easy thing is to walk away from it. Right. I mean, that's, right. you know, don't let it be your problem anymore. It's like, okay, something else might come along, but I mean, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but at least for myself, like if I walked away from this, that's, that would kill me. Like I, I would be like, yeah, whatever for like the first week. And then it would just hit me like a freight train. I don't think I'd be able to, this is worth fighting for in my opinion. So anybody you know who goes to remember change or anything like that it does get better it just takes time
0: you gotta put that on a t-shirt I should. <laughs> just, just trademark it t-shirt that's the way to do it sell it at shows
2: i think we could do that we definitely we need to make up for the the year of lost merch income so
0: so ha- have you guys have you been writing more than just community? like do you have like a whole like ep or anything that's ready to go for 2021 or something
1: I, we have a lot of stuff, don't we?
0: Oh my god. Um,
2: we uh, let alone what we've already recorded with um, with our Chris, not Chris Paquette, but it's it's hard having two Chris's that both record. <laughs> um, but we did record a handful of songs. Uh, the week that we were supposed to go record with Paquette, uh, we still stuck with um, our Chris to record uh, a couple of those songs, and then we kind of, you know, we spoke on the phone, reformatted some of the ideas, and what we have like. I know that we have three other songs that we've been working on for this year going into next year, but I think we have like seven or eight songs ready for an EP come next summer.
0: It's awesome to hear. I love it. So you guys have been writing, which is nice to hear. Yeah. We, um, especially I think very early on,
2: um, like March, April, May, when all this really was kind of hitting home, Ethan got to work. (laughs) You know, he definitely had a lot of ideas. Um, and then we just followed suit with, you know, making them full band as best we could, sending them to each other, playing along with it, just seeing what kind of came of everything. And, yeah, it, it's definitely we, again, got very lucky with how well it kind of came together, I think.
0: Nice. No, That's awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing more. Uh, like I said, I really liked Chameleon. I thought it was a, a very, a very nice song. I thought it was a good song for right now, too, and everything. It's just I, I liked it. It was a little bit different than what you guys have recently put out. Though a little softer, but it, it still, it still fit very well, which is, was nice.
1: Thanks. I was nervous about this one because it wasn't our normal style, and I didn't know how it was gonna go over. But everyone seems to be responding well, so that's that's good to hear.
0: It's always hard when you're doing something new. And by the way, just like feel free. I suck at explaining feelings about <laughs> things. So if I sound like weird, it's just I suck at explaining things. You're good. But you're good. It was. I really liked it, and I enjoyed it, and I think it was a. I think it was a good leap. You know, it wasn't it? Wasn't too far away from what you guys normally do. I would say, but it was a nice little change up from things, and it showed, like you know, like really the softer side too of Ethan's vocals, and then you know, the bigger side too. It was. It was a cool. It was a nice mix.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's funny. I think I, I we have this ongoing joke um that none of us really ever make decisions together or, or really communicate effectively all the way because we're all Libras. So we, it's like just this ongoing silly joke we have, but it's funny because I don't think Christine or I've ever shared with one another that we were nervous about this song coming out
1: No, I because
2: <laughs> I, I was petrified about chameleon and I don't, and I didn't share that with literally anybody. It's funny to hear you say that Christine, because it was, it was different. And you know, we loved it and we loved recording it and we had fun recording it and we think that it was you know, a song that we really did enjoy. But again, I mean, and you know, I'm sure as you write songs, it's like, oh, are people going to like this song? But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's more for us than for anybody. We hope that people enjoy it and that someone can listen to it. And, you know, if they like a guitar part or if they like how a melody goes, but even more if they like something that Ethan's talking about, if it kind of resonates with them, that's what's important. Um, exactly. But yeah, I was, I was petrified for this one. It, and it's been so long.
1: I think that the most nerve-wracking thing to me was we didn't release something in so long, and Chameleon was the first one, which is the furthest from what we put out, like it sound-wise. That's what made me nervous about it.
0: Right, which is totally understandable. Like we were, we were going through that same kind of deal. Like we need to put something out, you know. Like when, when we started, it was literally just me and Avery. We've now got all these songs written with, you know, our new band, our new lineup. And we're putting something out in next year, obviously, but we were we were like struggling for like something to do in uh twenty twenty. And then we just ended up doing that transit cover. And we you know, we sent it to my friend, he like mixed it up and everything, put in some harmonies and I was like, Well, we could put this out and figure everything from there. But it's it's definitely hard going from a long time of not releasing to putting something out, especially when it's something that sounds different. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, this is going to be too different or like, what's going on? I, I definitely, I, I get exactly where you're going. It's definitely a scary thing.
2: And we, on top of it, Chameleon was the last one that we recorded. We had four songs that we, or three songs rather, that we wanted to work with. And as we were going through, I, I forget how it came up in conversation, but I think I was like, we're going to do Chameleon. And everyone's like, what? And we just did it. And it that was not supposed to happen. And the fact that that was the last one we did. It wasn't planned for, and it's the first one that we, that we decided to release. I literally almost had a
0: heart attack the other day when the song came out because I was like, "Oh my god, what are we doing?" The funny thing about that too is like, whenever I go release a song, like an EP or anything, it's always the songs I don't expect are the ones that people like. Yep. Like you have your yep. songs, you know, but then it's like you have like these songs you're like, eh, it's it's all right. I don't know. It's not my favorite, but then all of a sudden people are like that's our favorite one."
2: Yeah. I'm trying to think from our last EP, I think Breakaway was kind of that song for us where I knew it like it was one of my favorites to play and I think we all enjoyed playing it, but I didn't think it was going to be popular and that for a while was sitting on top of our Spotify list for a bit.
0: So great it's, it's a great yeah. song too my my favorite song you I love I love Lake Zor I oh, love it's it. oh, my too. favorite I love that I love <laughs> that's that.
1: <my> <laughs> the, I the
0: hook on that it song. is just so good like Ethan's hook is so good the instrument work on it is fantastic it's it's a great song
2: thank you that hands down I think out of all the songs that we have I can confidently say that's my favorite song that we play
1: yeah me too I, it's just time, so much like, fun to play
0: And I'm thinking about it now. It's like, you can just think that legs are makes like, it's just so well done. He, it's a great song. Dude, that one, that
2: one came out while we, again, that was, I think Paquette working his magic. As you know, the guy is just a wizard when it comes to songwriting and tweaking little things just to make it a little bit better. And he, I mean, he took everything that we had and just transformed it so much. He's guys crazy producer.
0: Yeah. We had him, we had him on, uh, I think a couple months ago now, he had him on like when COVID first started. And we were talking to him about that and he just he has an ear for hearing these things that nobody else hears like he finds his little thing. He's like, let's focus on this, make it bigger. Or like, let's flip this. Let's. Fl-. He's just really good at finding those yeah. things and really bringing them out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about recording. Like, I, I know that you can literally click a button to start it and click a button to stop it. And that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge. And then you plug a lot of things into a lot of stuff I don't understand.
0: Preaching to the choir.
2: But, like, dude, it was just one of those things. And, I mean, maybe it happened to you, too, while you were there. I couldn't help looking over his shoulder the entire time and just trying to, like, understand
0: what was happening
2: because it was just so fascinating.
0: I love when I'm doing the vocals and he has them up on the TV in that booth in there, mm-hmm. in this in this new spot. And I just love watching what he's doing while I'm doing it. And I there's sometimes, like, I'll forget what I'm saying or doing. You're supposed to be doing I'm watching what he's doing. We he's like, um, what did you do there? I'm like, I don't know.
2: I were we like one of the last bands to record in his old I, house.
1: Um, did I think someone might've we come after last, us? One person came in after us. We were the last one with that computer. Cause it like,
0: Oh, it fried out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> we guys went the in. Computer. Like, I, I think you guys went in like a month after us. Cause I remember he was telling us about you guys. Like, you know, him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> it was close. I
2: know. Cause I, I mean, I just, I'm obsessed with the local scene and just like seeing who goes where and all that kind of stuff. And I know, I believe from States Away went before you guys, yep. then you guys went, then we went. And I was like, oh, what a freaking lineup. This is great. Just, let me ask you it, this. Yeah.
0: Did you did you find him because of Julian?
2: Uh, I actually found him, oh, my God. No, not because of Julian. That was just me stalking on Facebook different bands and seeing who recorded what and literally going on band camps and like just seeing credits and stuff like that. And I found him, had to be like 2014 when I was in the worthwhile fight. And it was before Christine joined and we were looking for someone to go to. And I was like, all right, we're I, this guy's great. We're going to go to this guy and we hit him up and he had, we had been doing it for a while at that point, of course. But I think that's before like everybody started to go to him. Um, so he was really accessible. He had time ready very you know quickly after I emailed him. But unfortunately, we just financially couldn't afford it because we had literally just started. We hadn't really done much. We were coming out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things. But I did just honestly, I will say that was just stalking other bands, seeing where they recorded, and kind of
0: comparing who sounded like what. For me, it was it was Julian. We so we I met Chris because we would played with Trophy Wives, mm-hmm. and like I knew him, and we played a show with them. And I think Light It Up played it too. Okay, I he was doing. I think he was doing. is he Liam and Pierre? Light It Up it was one of those two. Mm-hmm. And Julian's like, "You need Chris. You need to go to Chris." And every time I saw him at a show and we played, He, I get off the stage, he goes, you guys need to go to Chris. You need to go to Chris. So finally, I was like, all right, fine. So we, we went to him, and uh, we, we don't go anywhere else. It's the only place we go now. He's yeah. just that good. I mean, I learned
2: so much from just those few days tucked away in that dark basement. <laughs> it was something else. No, I, I definitely, I appreciate everything that he taught us, that he showed us. There's still, I catch myself still trying to build better habits from things that he taught me a couple years ago um and I mean he's just the kind of guy too like aside from the professional side he's just a nice guy right he's just a nice guy like I could literally call him right now and we just have an awesome conversation in between his you know mixing sessions and then we'd go on our way like he's just a cool guy
0: right right he just Chris Chris if you're listening we all love you <laughs> we love you Chris
2: yeah it was um it was heartbreaking for us. I think this summer was uh, for myself when I, I called Christine. I think I called you first when I was like, we can't go to Chris. And um, I think that was one of those moments where it's like, I want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you know, but um, obviously I would never do that. But um, yeah, it's it's upsetting that we weren't able to go and experience that all over again. in the new place, the new place sounds like it's awesome.
0: It is. It's, it's a really cool spot. You're going to definitely enjoy it when you go. Or nice. if for if one you do get over okay, oh it'll happen
1: next summer we can make a trip over and finish another EP or something
0: but you said something before and I, I think I think everybody's going through this like I, I went I went through like a nice phase prior I want to say like between like August October where I was like do I really care if it comes back do I want to keep going and then about mid to late October I was like back into it. But I think, I think with like not doing anything for so long that it's just like, yeah, maybe it's time to do something else, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that's that's definitely normal in today's society. I don't want to do anything. And then I'm like, oh, I have to do something.
0: Right. It's like, oh man, what am I going to do today? I'm going to write a song. Then it's like, oh, I'm going to watch seven hours straight of the Clone Wars.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, it's been a weird just time to like kind of reflect on the music thing and like what I miss, what I don't miss. I mean, I think the only major benefit I've had so far is that I haven't put as many miles on my car driving to shows. But aside from that, like screw it. I don't care. I'd love to, I I miss playing the shows so much. I mean, there's just so much I feel like we missed out on and there's, I don't, I'm going to be honest as far as like venues that
0: we used to go to, I don't even know what's actually open anymore.
1: Yeah. I have no Mm -hmm. idea.
0: There's there's so many that they're just not gonna reopen and it's it's sad.
1: I used to I have mean, like lists that we I would go through when we like playing tours and stuff and I've I don't even it's basically trash now because half of them aren't even around, so and I'm just gonna have to rebuild it once everything gets back to normal.
0: Well, even here in Poughkeepsie, we have you know this huge venue, the Chance and Loft. Oh yeah. One. Mm-hmm. one of the one of the guys I work with the security there and he's very good friends and he's he said like they don't even really know what's going on either. Like, as far as they, like, they're still going to, like, reopen as their plan. But, like, everything is just, it's so up in the air that nobody knows.
3: Right.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's so
2: sad. And I guess that gets, of course, me all emotional and stuff. I'm, like, thinking, whoa, was this the last time I played at that place? You know, I would have, you know, I guess enjoyed it a little bit more had I known that. Because, um, I mean, we've played all, I think you as well, Adam. But we've played at some awesome places over the years that's, like, it's just sad that you're not going to be able to get back
0: into some of them. You know which one I still miss? It's it's in, it was in Danbury. It heirloom arts. Oh, heirloom was so awesome, dude. Loved heirloom arts theater. Oh, man, the last show
2: I went to there, I think it was it was state champs. I was at
0: the same show. Then we hit the were, lights, yes, right? yes,
2: yes, hit the lights and state champs. That was forever ago. I
0: know. I I, I loved that. That was a great venue. That was a great show too. That was a good one. That was a lot
2: of fun. Um, packed. That was the oh, most yeah. packed. I've ever seen heirloom. I think it was insane.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. was a great venue. Um, I'm trying to think of another one we played at that was closed. Did you ever play at Tuxedo Junction, Isn't
1: which that, was
2: around like Danbury area as well? I think no, didn't that have I'm another
1: worried. name to it, too.
2: Probably like it was one Billy of the, something. Yeah, I don't know. I never played there, but I went to one of the GK holiday shows. Was there? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh I know exactly. Everybody, what you're talking. everybody I played that one. I don't think I played that one, but I know exactly where you're talking. Yeah, there's. And I don't. I'm trying to think out your way, what were some some of the venues that we have? We played Poughkeepsie before, right, Christine? I don't even know.
0: I think you did. I think I,
1: you did. I did with my that indie band that I was in. Mm-hmm. We played the loft in Poughkeepsie. Um,
0: did you guys ever play My Place Pizza?
2: No, that's no. what I'm thinking of. We tried to get in there so many times, and just I don't think we ever got an actual answer from anyone.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been great. It was just very poorly run. Gotcha. That's really the best. Like, you like, know what I mean by that is, you know, bands would come from like out of state, and they booked the shows themselves, and mm-hmm. they didn't know before they got there that there was no PA. Oh. So they'd show up, and, then, and the guy'd be like, "Did you guys bring a PA?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> so it was just oh. like one of those kind of deal things. So That's that was nice. why, like, especially when like bands I knew that were coming through, I'm like, "Hey, let me know. I'll make sure you have everything you need." That's awesome. Hook everybody up like that. Yeah,
2: I I think I've tried to play there with every band I've ever been in and it never happened.
0: Yeah, it was it was a it was a it was a fun venue. I liked it. It like I said, it could have been a lot, it could have been great. It could have been a really cool little local venue. Like I mean we had broadside in there before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was it was a cool All spot right, and well. definitely could have been a lot better. It just needed to be run better. But R.I.P. I was gonna say that's long gone now, right? Yeah, I mean, it's still, like, open, but it's, like, something, it's, it's, like, I think it's, like, My Place Pizza and Donuts or something, but somebody else runs <laughs> it, and they don't do shows. Might be a smart move. Yeah, so, but the loft was doing well. Loft and the Chance were still doing well. Um, yeah, there really isn't a lot more local venues left around here. Uh, there was, uh, what was it called? Arts on the Lake in uh, Carmel, New York. What's that place
1: yeah. we played in uh, Mayo Pack? Is that how you say it?
0: Yep. Um. What was the name of that place? I totally just forgot the name of it.
1: Was it a VFW?
0: No, I think it was like something Ale House.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What what
2: was
0: oh, I should remember, remember this and I don't. We played so, the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, I say we played it. It, it.
1: was us and Callaway and you guys.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to remember that show. I also have that tour pass behind me, so I could cheat and look at it if we need to. I, I don't, also I don't have it the across the
1: room as well.
0: That was a great little tour. I got to meet that all was you fun. guys. I made fun. the connection with Carl, who went on yeah. to play all the drums for our EP. He well,
1: did he, our drums, He too. did
0: ours, too. <laughs> Carl's the man. I love Carl. <laughs> Carl's great. We actually we shot a video for a song we're going to be releasing in the new year, and he's, he's in it. He's drumming in it. That's oh, awesome. Nice. We ended up losing our drummer, and I was like, hey, man, we're shooting a video. You want to come be a part of it? He goes, yeah, all right. Came over. over. Goes, a Carl good time.
2: cameo, yeah. dude.
1: He's such a great guy.
0: He really is. I haven't seen Carl in so long now. I know. Yeah, we shot the video in September, and that was the first time I saw him. I think the last time I saw him was like a little... Like just under a year ago, I went and saw mm-hmm. uh the zoo and we talked a little okay. bit. But other than that, I hadn't seen him and that was like the first time I've seen them since since that. Yeah, it's been a
2: while. He's he was killing it with them. I feel so bad that all these bands that are just usually playing
0: almost every night, it's just a standstill.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's really gonna be interesting to see where you know, where it goes in twenty twenty one, like what's gonna come back, if anything's mm-hmm. gonna come back. Yeah, how long it's gonna take to rebuild some of these smaller
2: spots or I mean that's all like I don't I don't know about near you, but near us up here, there really aren't as many young bands as there were like when I was younger. I feel like everybody wanted to be in a band and everybody was playing. And I mean, I know that music's definitely changed and it has kind of veered away with some of the younger crowd, but I'm just I'm very surprised that even prior to COVID, I didn't see as many really young bands kind of popping up trying it out we have a a pretty
0: pretty big lack of local bands in general mm-hmm. around us but um the ones that we do have they're not young like they are but like they're not I, well i mean by that they're not like 18 19 they're all yeah. like like 23 and up like there's they're a little older like coming out and into it but uh there's some good bands like local bands but yeah it's it's weird it's it's not it's not like when we were coming up and it was like, you're going to see your friend's band on a Friday night and like the lead singer yeah. like 16, 17 and his mom yep, dropped yep. the ball. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just not the same. You know, like we, I mean, I, I'm 27 and we started What Makes Sense and we're coming from zero. And it's just like, I'm, I'm getting to spots now that kids who are younger than me have already been through. It's like, it's a little weird, but I don't care about that stuff. It's a fun process it's yeah. enjoyable I mean we're very
2: fortunate Connecticut has a very strong local scene in the pop punk and indie kind of crowd right now there's some amazing bands coming around and I'm, I'm glad we have that it's just scary to think that there aren't like the real like I just I remember when I was like 15 16 like trying to play shows of the space and stuff like
0: that I just doesn't feel like that's as big of a thing anymore yeah like when I talked to like my 15 year old cousin they're like Post Malone's great and I'm like that's a little bit different than when I was 15 but yeah you know, good <laughs> Definitely a different different vibe out there for the, uh, I mean,
2: I, I teach middle school and um, I don't think any of my students listen to or have a favorite musician that actually uses like a band or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's like all electronic for the most part or heavily produced in that sense.
0: I'll give you a little fun fact though. Actually, my uh, ninth grade global teacher, like I'd listen to like some 41, blank, all that kind of like stuff like that. But he used to on Fridays. He would play like his music while we did like work on like like worksheets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he always played Duality by Bayside. And oh, I loved really? It. really loved it. Loved everything about it. <laughs> Hadn't heard it before. And I uh, finally after class, I'm like, "Who's this band?" And uh, he's like, "Oh, it's 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 they're called Bayside." Looked them up. Looked them up. Loved it. They ended up being <laughs> my first concert. Oh, hey, wow. so nice. Play music for your kids, Shane. You know, I really
2: should I get they they all with the power of the almighty Internet. Um, the second that I started working at this school, the first thing these kids do is pop your name into Google uh, and right away, say what you will comes up. It's like one of the first things that you'll see on there. Uh, and they literally walked into my room like my second week working at the school, just playing our music. And I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. that was like brand new. I'm like, is this OK? You know?
0: Could be but, worse. You could have been the one singing.
2: True, true. But they, um, they're good kids. They definitely. It's fun because they they do because of say what you will. They'll actually look up some of the other bands that were like and what we base it off of. And there's some kids that actually really are into that kind of style, but I'd say few and far between. It's definitely not as as big from when I was younger.
0: Yeah, we, we were talking with uh, uh, Joey from In Our Own Words. He okay, was, yeah. He was telling us about driving for Lyft. He's yep. like, people get in the car. So we're like, oh, do you play your own music? He goes, and eh, not unless they ask. <laughs> and he's like, it's usually like, it's usually like a bunch of moms out on like a girls night like, let's hear your music. And they're all like, yeah, it's not our kind of stuff. He's like, eh, well, you
2: know, <laughs> all right, thanks, anyways.
0: but it's always good to play music for people. And it's always nice. I, I like the idea of introducing, you know, younger kids to things mm-hmm. that they might not hear because especially the radio anymore, it plays the same things over and over and over. So it's, I think it's nice to like hear there's more than just that.
2: It's uh, it's definitely it's crazy to to think that some of them are only exposed to what the radio would play or to just what that small you know kind of style of music is for some of them. Uh, but yeah, it's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that you had Joey on. he's awesome. That I that was one of my favorite shows that we've ever played. It was within our own words.
0: Super sweet
2: guy. He was really awesome to talk to. Yeah, he, he seemed like a very, they all seemed like very nice people. This was like, I don't know, how long ago was that show? Like years a ago year now? A year maybe?
1: Well, um, no, not a year, like two years. Yeah. Yes. It was at the Webster Underground.
0: So who does the main managing between the two of you, so I know from now on?
1: Um, well, really? Shane not really busy with school, so I kind of took most of it over after that. Um, but we both kind of do a lot of work with it. So it's either, either, or it doesn't really matter. I'll
0: just, I'll just hit you both up from now on and be like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. one of us wins, one responds. I promise.
2: <laughs> in time. Yeah. We, um, Christine's amazing. She, she takes hold of everything and just does it perfectly. And, and it's, it got I mean, there was a time when I wasn't working full time when we first kind of started this where I was able to do quite a bit of it, but, um, it just got to be a lot, uh, especially when we got going and people actually wanted to hear us play, which was weird. Um,
1: I think it's fun to, I don't know Shay thinks yeah. I'm insane for like liking I love booking shows I think it's so much fun because once you get like the show and the bands and it's all set to go it's just a great feeling and Shane like hates it
2: it stresses me out man there's literally I remember a span of time that I think I lived either on my phone or on my computer trying to book one of our tours it, was, it wasn't It was even a long tour
1: I think it was a worthwhile fight right?
2: Mm, or the yeah, first I, tour. I think it was either our first tour for say what you will, or one of the final tours for Worthwhile Fight. And like, I'm the kind, of, and I know it's a it's my own flaw, but I'm the kind of person that once I start something, like I need to finish it. And the fact that I couldn't get some of these shows, like I would be emailing, I went through hundreds of emails, just sending to bands and to venues and to promoters and just this that and the other thing. And like, I'm pretty sure I neglected anybody that was in my life at that point for like a couple weeks straight just trying to book shows and it was just it was unhealthy it was ridiculous I can't I don't I guess I'm not good at it but Christine just seems to be able to like have I'm it all bad. line I'm up perfect
0: she's a, she kills it she's awesome
1: I think I just get lucky I don't
0: <laughs> I can't think I'm I, good I at it you know what it I feel like you're, you're, you're like good at selling selling your band probably like for me when I go to book shows I like overthink how to sell our band I'm like I don't want to oversell but I don't mm-hmm. want to undersell so I end up not giving enough information. <laughs> so they're like, well, like, what are you? I was like, well, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs>
2: How do I answer that?
0: Yeah. So yeah. I, I struggle with booking, but like Aaron, who usually does the podcast with me, couldn't make it on tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a lot better than I am. He's like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. and we're going to do this. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Like, you know, I'm fine with that. I'll take care of everything else. Yeah, I could. I mean, I can map out the tour. I could kind of
2: get everything lined up. I can make the list of who's where and who to email and stuff. But as soon as I start sending those emails, I feel like my success rate is easily like 30,
0: 40%. Oh, 100%. That's how I always feel too. And then like I overthink like, oh man, maybe they didn't respond because I said something wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> should I follow up? I'm like, no, nah, because I will be annoying. And then I don't follow up or I forget to follow up. It's usually mm. the second. I usually forget. <laughs> and then we usually don't get that venue.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Christine is just a genius with it. I am not. I
1: follow up with the venues a lot. Like, if they don't, I'll usually give them like a week. And if I can't, and then I won't actually follow up with them, I'll email another venue in the area. So I have options because uh, sometimes they don't get back to you right away. Um, and then I'll just kind of move forward, but I'll go backwards and check in with the first venue if the second or the third doesn't work out. But I at least give them time. But the bands are usually the easiest part to to get in my opinion the venues are a little harder but a lot of the last tour that we did a lot of the bands were super helpful cuz the venues weren't answering and they're like oh did you hit this venue up i'm like yeah they didn't answer and they're yeah. like uh especially in Kentucky um oh, there's man. a band called Sean i hit them up and they're like did you hit this venue up i was like yeah and they're like oh let me handle it they literally 5 minutes later they're like we got the show i'll get all the bands for you don't worry about it and it That's, was like the best show on tour it was it was great
0: that's awesome. That That's basically how I book is I just go to the bands. I'm like, hey, like we're trying to come through. We'd we'll love to play with you. Like, you know, we're we'll coming yeah. through this date. Could can, can you help us out? And nine out of ten times, depending on how you approach them, they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's let's set something up. Let's see what we do. And it's it's worked for me in the past. I think I do better on that one because I don't overthink as much. I like just send our music and, you know, let them decide if they want to play
2: with us. That's more of like a conversation, I guess. You're not selling anything too much. It's like, hey, we like you. If you like us, let's. Get a show.
0: Exactly. I mean, and I, I find that, for me at least, easier because then I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. <laughs> I always feel like I'm doing something wrong. I well, you probably am doing something wrong.
2: I, I think there was one. I'm not going to say any names or any venues or anything like that because I don't want to talk bad <laughs> about anybody. But there was one time where I was like, should I follow up? I don't know if I should follow up. And I, I did. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it. And I was all proud of myself. And I followed up. And the person at the venue yelled at me. The, like i'll get to it when i get to it and like just tore me apart i'm like i'm so sorry like i just
1: i remember I just that i was I'm, like and
2: i think i showed you i was like did i say something wrong and you're like no it's fine <laughs> yeah
1: that was it was uncalled for it. they must have had a bad day was, yeah we just caught like, them I'm, at the wrong time
0: we had like, we i'm we had so, so sorry we had one venue that booked us from like two hours away and we showed up and they wanted to know if we sold tickets oh and i was like no I'm like, well, why not? I'm like, well, one, nobody ever said anything about selling tickets. And two, we live two hours away. And they're like, oh, yeah, we weren't told that. And like the show, it, the show was fine. The locals did well. But I was like, yeah, I don't I don't really know what to tell you on that one.
2: The uh, the miscommunication that's out there in the, the music and venue world is insane sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's usually somebody who shows up to do doors and they're like, yeah, nobody told me. I'm just here to collect. <laughs> it's always fun. There's always I you know what? I do miss the randomness, though. Oh, I love it. It keeps everything interesting. Oh, yeah. So we're coming up at about 45 or 46 minutes here. And uh, usually around this point, I shut the fuck up. And I let you guys <laughs> you know, do some shout outs, talk about anything new you got coming. Uh, if you want to mention a, a beer or a, a beverage of the week, uh, we, we recommend Rolling Rock because we're trying to get sponsored by Rolling Rock. But oh, I you know, can back that. If you want to say something else, we allow it. But this is your time. (laughs) I'll let you guys go and say what you want to say. Or say what you will. Ooh, I was waiting for it. (laughs) A beat in the distance. There it
2: is. Christine, what do you think? I don't know. This is weird. We were just saying before you hopped on here, like, we don't know how to talk to people anymore. It's been (laughs) so long since we've done something like this. I don't Um, know. Um,
1: Well, we have Chameleon that just came out. Uh, What was it, last week? I don't yeah, remember.
2: last last Friday.
1: Yep, last Friday we had a single coming out. And we do have more in store for you guys. Um, so hope, like, look out for that. And we'll probably do an EP over the summer, um, record that anyway. And hopefully it'll come out later in that year or the next year.
2: Yeah, we definitely we have a number of songs that are coming out in uh, 2021. Um, there is... Another cool thing kind of in the works with a couple of the songs, hopefully linking up with one of our friends from the Midwest uh, and kind of putting some stuff together there if it all works out. Um, And yeah, we definitely will have a video coming out for at least one of them. So we have some cool stuff planned, Uh, have enough songs to write a pretty big and hefty EP come the summer. So hopefully that'll be out at some point, fall, winter, or whatever the case may be in 2021. And I mean, furthermore, beyond all that, Rolling Rock is one of the best beers that you'll ever drink, (laughs) and it is crisp and amazing, and everybody should have a little Rolling Rock in their life. The green bottles. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: I think you should be their new spokesman because you beat me. I (laughs) can
2: try. Listen, I'm always looking for new stuff.
0: Almost everybody comes on here like PBR, and I'm like, why PBR?
2: No, 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 no. It's cheap, right? yeah but rolling rock is isn't that I mean, they're much, all cheap yeah it's still cheap yeah. but it's like it's the best of the cheap i'd say
1: yeah but ppr just sounds like a college drink just reminds me of like depression and regret or something no you know, know
2: what My, that should be on the ppr depression can depression <laughs> <or drug. laughs> no i remember everybody up this way and like up massachusetts way they always would drink like natty ice light i was
0: just about to say oh. like, everyone or the other one's natty ice and i'm like no <laughs> i don't even need people plug natty ice when they come <laughs> on here i don't even need to get drunk on natty ice i'm gonna wake up the next morning feeling like i drank an entire 30 right by myself <sighs> even out for one
2: dude natty is uh I, I don't know about that i would there was a moment in my life where anytime i went to a party i would wholeheartedly pick up rolling rock and that would be what i went with for the night
0: this is why we're friends absolutely
2: see we didn't even know this about each other but we still knew this about each other somehow right
0: right That just means next time we're together I'm bringing
2: rocks we have to there's no option we gotta get some rocks we're good
0: yes that's what i like to hear <laughs> alright guys well it was awesome catching up with you guys I'm really excited to hear what you guys have coming out in 2021 and you know hopefully sooner that, sooner rather than later we can get together and either drink some rocks or play a show or both preferably I both.
2: both I like both thank you for having us man this yeah, has been a so lot much per-
0: definitely I'm really glad you guys were able to come on
2: yeah thank you this is great we really really appreciate your time
0: awesome yeah